Hello there, it's Gareth here, and welcome to this episode of the podcast. I hope you are well. And for the second week running, I've got Sue with me. Yeah, you must be short of mates. I was doing a po- I was going to do this podcast yesterday, which would have been the twenty second of August. But then I realised what I wanted to talk about was to do with yesterday, but it was also a lot to do with you. Okay. Specifically. So I thought rather than me talk about it kind of as a, as a you know, about it, I thought I'd talk to you with, about it together. Because the 22nd of August um, is a special day for a couple of people in my life. For my son, George, and also for Sue, it's their birthday. It's their, um, it's their special day. And for George, yesterday he was 19. So clearly, here in the UK, we celebrate things like major milestones. So last year, he was his 18th, which is a big deal for a young man to get to 18. But as we get further on in life, we have other significant birthdays. You know, I'm thinking of maybe your 30th. Is that a significant? Not really. It's about 40th. Life begins at 40. 50, that's a bit of a milestone. And Sue reached a milestone yesterday. You hit the 60, didn't you? Yeah, 60. And what I wanted to talk about, really, well, first, I wanted to get your your idea. I wanted your kind of experience of what it was like to get to that milestone, reach it, and then go through it, so okay. how it felt. But also, more importantly, and what today really is about, is the concept of whether you feel good enough to accept celebrations, love, and kindness. Because I think for a lot of people, me included, I, I find the celebration of my special day a little bit kind of uncomfortable. I think excruciating might be better. <laughs> okay, that's a better. That's a better <laughs> Somebody's <it>? looking at me. <coughs> Excuse me. Somebody's looking at me. It's my birthday. Yeah, so I find <coughs> that I find that very uncomfortable. So I kind of wanted. <coughs> Are you all right? Excuse me. I had a bit of a throat chakra. Uh, yeah, a throat chakra issue. So what I wanted to do first is we'll, we'll talk about because I did notice something. I've I've known you for ten years now. Mm-hmm. This is this will be what will be the tenth birthday I've celebrated with you, but it's the ninth birthday I've celebrated with yes. you. Yes. And normally on a, on your birthday, you know, you don't seem to have an issue with it. It's just another day in your opinion. But it, it did become obvious to me in the run-up to the, the, the event yesterday, certainly probably from February onwards, you'd become mindful that you were reaching this, this milestone. Yeah, it, was, it became a, a bigger deal than normal, the actual um, 60th compared to all the other birthdays. Yeah, definitely. And now, how, what, tell us how it felt different. How, what, what, did, what, did, what emotions did go through you? What feelings and emotions came up as you approached your 60th this year? It was interesting because my age has never been an issue. It's been like 40, 50, 56, 50, whatever. It was just another birthday. But this time it just felt um, different. And when I started to speak to people who had already been 60, they all agreed, but nobody had ever said anything. Nobody said, you know, ooh. My mother hadn't said, ooh, when you get to 60, it's a bit different. It felt that, first of all, it's a strange word, 60. A strange number, 60. And you do realise that with the best will in the world, you've got a lot less time in front of you than behind you, even though that was the that, that still was relevant when you were 59, it didn't it didn't register at fifty nine, but it did at sixty. Another twenty years and I'll be eighty. It's just doesn't sound right, does it? No. You you seem to spend a long time getting to sixty. And then you spend very little time getting to eighty. Well, I give you my experience of it in fifty was I I found that actually quite empowering. Because the one thing I struggled with a lot of my life was feeling like I was too young. 
I always felt like a little lad, like even up to being sort of 45, up to 50 really, I always thought that I was still young. I didn't see myself like, you know, I'm 50, that's probably well over halfway. Um, and I th- I found getting through 50 quite liberating, but my, my kind of experience of you in these last few weeks is you found it kind of almost like, a, it, it, it seems as though it's brought this idea of urgency into your thinking. It has, and, and we are very conditioned with ages. You know, it wasn't that long ago that women retired at 60, which sounds quite laughable now, you know, like you're decrepit and you've, you know, you're on some sort of scrap heap. So I, I, my, a lot of my peers are still looking forward to that period. They're, they're slowing down. They're not making plans in the careers or anything like that. They're looking forward to putting the feet up and going on holiday a bit more. So I had that to deal with as well because I'm not in a position to do that, but also it's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to create something of significance from being 60 to 70. It's, it's an important time for me to to create something different. So so the, what, what emotion would you attach to it or what feeling would you attach to coming to 60? Would you class it as, um, was it excitement, um, anticipation? No, it was like every other birthday. It was just a birthday. Yeah, but what I'm saying is coming up to see when you saw that total, so the 60, because... You you, it's, it, it's, it's, um, it's not real. It, yeah, you can't it attach it. You know, you look at it and it's, it doesn't, it's not you. Yeah. It's just something. It's just not you. Okay. So uh, the thing about you is, and I've often said this to you, one thing I think that has been um, something you've always kind of done is you've never, you've never told people about your age. And I mean, the reason I'm kind of pushing you with this today, not pushing you, such so as getting you to talk about it, is I always thought that when I looked at you and, and I saw you as being even 55, 50, all up to, even up to now, even at 60, I look at other people at 60 and I don't recognize you as similar to them. I mean, I know some people younger than you. Well, we both know people younger than you that just are nowhere near the same physical ability they don't look the same there's kind of a do you think i mean you're a lady i can only speak from a man on this the one thing i've noticed about men of my age there's a certain time when we get seem some men seem to be quite comfortable with the term dad bod they probably do they're probably embarrassed and making a joke but but i've never bought into the idea that when i got to sort of 45 i'd have to start buying all my clothes from next you know, I'd have to start, you know, dressing in a different way. And interestingly, I don't know whether you've noticed, that maybe, maybe you can answer this about your mum, really, because I can certainly answer about my dad and, and my relatives. When my grandparents, when I remember them first time, so I would have been, you know, you're not conscious of your grandparents yeah. when you're babies, are you? But I probably when I got into my early teens and my kind of later teens, and, and, and then my grandparents, when my granddad died when I was 20, about 20, 21, he always dressed old. mm but back then, when he when when he was twenty one, he died at seventy. So I remember him when he was kind of sixty, and he looked old then. They looked old fashioned. They didn't. Yeah. They, but like now, what seems to happen is there's a group of people, and there seems to be a particular, like almost completely opposite, but the same age. Same people who seem to be sort of aging powerfully and kind of embracing this time of life. Because it's people, a great time. I think so. Because I think fifty is good. You've got is, such a good. lot of wisdom. You do. You're not intense. <clears throat> you don't get upset about things. Do you like a bit of water? I think it's more of a of a. I don't know. It might be. I'm gonna. Water. I'm gonna pass you. It might be what. <laughs> Talking about being sixty. You think it's a throaty <coughs> Yeah, hang on a minute. I'm gonna pass you a little uh, glass of water. There you go. Have some water. Sir. Thank you. That's that special podcast water. It's blessed. <laughs> Is that better? It's like nectar. Nectar. 
So, um, and, and I always look at, you know, my, my role models as growing up, like Madonna. You know, Madonna, I think she's 64. Now, it's not that I want to jump around stage in, in Versace and have all that plastic surgery. That's another thing. A lot of people of my age have gone under the knife. So you have to look at yourself knowing that you physically and your face look older than somebody because they've had some plastic surgery, but not wanting that for myself. But is that something that you, you're conscious of? I mean, I... Again, this this is interesting because if looking at the demographics of my podcast, I know that the, the highest percentage of people that watch this are actually males. It's, there's a bigger percentage of men watch this. Mm. So I suppose for them that are listening to this now thinking, what has this got to do with me? I think it's really important from a, from a male perspective that we maybe understand the, 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 the female psyche a bit more. Mm. Because I don't think getting older as a man has got the same impact as, as a bloke, cause I, as, as a woman. Because for me, the kind of... The obvious thing that's changed me over the years is is the hair. I told you this the other day. I was doing some. I was putting some pictures on a website, and um, some photographs that were taken of me by by John Steele, who I know will be listening to this at some point. John took some photographs of me in like 2018, and my hair was completely red. I mean, not you know dark red. It wasn't the fiery ginger of, of our George in the 19 year old version of me. <coughs> But I've I've realised from 2018 that the the, the photographs he takes he tends to do them once one a year. They've got generally greyer and greyer and greyer. And I quite like that. Mm. I I quite like this kind of the, the getting older look, mm. grey hair wise. I don't want the dad bod. Um, but for women, I think that has a different feel. It's almost like is is there is do you think there is a a pressure to stay forever I think youthful? The, the can be, but somebody said to me, looking youthful is not the same as being youthful. Oh, I love that. So, you know, your soul is ageless. You've yeah. still got that childlike ability to be spontaneous and to be inquisitive. And keeping that, I think, keeps people youthful. Yeah. And so I'm not, un I don't feel under, I like the idea of the wild woman with the scruffy long hair and the tattoos and the piercings and the, ramblings and the writings and the dancing i like that archetype that's something you can't do when you're young because you're too bothered about what people might think or say i just think when you when you do look at people who especially people in in, in the the celebrity world that have had a lot of surgery you kind of look and, and you showed me a photograph the other day of, of dame judy dench mm. and i think it would be fair to say she's never been a woman you'd class as attractive. She was never a, she was never a beautiful actress. She was never that kind of stereotypical Hollywood no. look. But she's always had this real lovely essence about her in every film she's in. She's had a power and a, and a kind of... I remember her playing M in um, James Bond. Mm. And I thought that were a good role. But one of the favourite roles I had in... And I think one of the favourite bits I've seen her in is when she played alongside Billy Connolly in um, oh, Mr. Brown. She played Victoria. Queen Victoria. Yeah. And in that, she was just regal and, and it right suited her. And the photograph you, you showed of me, she's just got this essence of, of kind of, from a male perspective, a very feminine way about. Although she doesn't look what you might class as statistically feminine, she has got a very feminine feel about her. And I think that when people in the, you see, like, I think you showed me Demi Moore. And I'm sure the press picked a particular photograph that looked bad. Yeah, they, they, they will pick bad photographs. Which is very cruel of them. But the, the, there's this kind of trend on social media bringing up celebrities and saying how fabulous they look for their age, the ageing, look at their abs, you know, beautiful skin. And they're clearly 
they've had a lot of plastic surgery. So I think this is quite dangerous. The The good thing about when you get to 60 or, or older is you're not influenced that much by that. You just look and think, oh, whatever. You know, these people have the same issues as everybody else. But to be obsessed with clinging on to a to a past is is dangerous for your for your your emotional health. Well, yesterday, because I mean, clearly it was your birthday yesterday. And I mentioned it was my son's birthday, George. And he came around yesterday afternoon with his new girlfriend, didn't he? Yeah. I've got to get a name right. Is it Emmeline? Emmeline. 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 And to see Emmeline were nice, and and you know, it's the first time I'd actually seen my son with a, with a girl. Mm. I mean, I've seen both my daughters with their boyfriends i mean our helen still got a boyfriend that emily doesn't but it's the first time i'd seen george with a girl and very mind he's, he's he's 19 i know he has had girlfriends and you know he's, he's had well, this they are girlfriends in his case i don't think it's the same setup but this one seems to be more serious um and i looked at him yesterday and i thought oh 19 year old and what would you give to be back to that age again and do you know what nothing I give nothing to go back to that age <laughs> all that angst oh i just remember it so i think each age in itself has has got the ability to to learn something about yourself and i think for me when people age powerfully and gracefully there's there's a beautifulness about that which which i i sort of think i, I aspire to be i don't i don't want to get over what i'm saying is i don't know why people talking about males here so the boys listening to this 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 podcast i don't see why you think at certain age your jeans have got to get baggy you've got to start wearing kind of stuff that's just unflattering and you, and you kind of don't want to go to the gym and work out this is this is like the flip the flip side of getting older you can go the other way and not care yeah, that, yeah. put on weight not bother with your hair i think you should still respect your body it's, it, it has served you well and it's, it's your temple it's to yeah it's to last a long time so i think it's more important that you exercise keep moving it's I more important so. that you you nourish yourself with um good food and you know i, I brought things in like i i do self-massage with oils essential oils and just caring for yourself in a more holistic manner what are you laughing at i just you went you self massage. I was just thinking, I like a bit of self massage. Yeah, well, you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> You've got to be laughing on this. So that's what I do. <laughs> so I've started to use more natural products, and I am overhauling my uh, diet because it's been a little bit iffy. A little bit iffy. Excellent. We might talk about that in another episode because really, because we've got something else I want to talk about in this. Okay. I don't think, hang on, we'll be only in five minutes. We're okay. What I kind of saw, so up to your birthday, you were conscious of it. You, you, we celebrated um, in quite a low key way, which is I am a low key person, right? And then, how do you feel today? Now you're in it. Do you do you feel kind of like you've got? I suppose I said to you before the podcast, I kind of wanted to know: Does it feel like you've come through this kind of in the run up to your birthday and now your birthday? Does it feel like you've you've gone through a a bit of a valley of darkness and you've come out the other side into a beautiful arena yes. of flowers? Or does it feel like you've opened the door? And you've gone through that door into just like a valley of despair. No, not all. It, it's it's like a beginning. I like that. It's like a fresh start. A fresh start. A beginning. It's, it, yeah, definitely. Okay. So, you're celebrating your birthday. What I wanted to talk about this is feeling good enough to accept celebration because up to your birthday... There was a couple of people approached me. I mean, your sister's approached me, you know, what do you think Sue wants for a birthday, blah, 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 blah. But your daughter, Pippa, she was sort of saying, shall we have a party? 
<laughs> and I said, I have to be honest, I said, I think a party, your mother wouldn't thank you for that. And I suppose, so, so now it's the event's over and done with. Would you have thanked her for that? No, but you know the story. She wanted to take me to the Lowry Hotel in Manchester, which is a very exclusive hotel, and have some sort of spa day. And what did I choose instead? You took her to the Three Peaks and you sat in a camper van. Camper van. <laughs> and an awning in a storm. <laughs> and we had the biggest laugh and the best two days I have had for a long time. That's nice. And I dragged her on on some long walk and trashed her calves, as she said to me yesterday. And I felt, when she wanted to take me to this hotel and spa, I, I felt obliged to go at first. And then I just thought, I don't, I don't want to go. I, I just don't. It'd be a, a, a massive waste of time and energy and money. Okay, so th the reason you didn't want to go, this is this, this is the crux of the web, the, the, the podcast today is, did you did you not want to go there because it's kind of not your thing, or did you not feel worthy to go there? No, it was it would have not been remotely enjoyable. Right, so so it's different to, come, to not feeling worthy. Yeah, in years to come, would I look back at that day and remembered it? I don't know. No, probably not. But I will definitely remember the weekend okay. we've just had. I think the difference between sort of me and you when it comes to celebrating birthdays is you generally like things low key because you've, we've, I mean, I, I look at some words we have celebrated your birthday in the past. We've had family meals before. Yeah. But I mean, the family's not big. Um, we've been away sometimes and mm -hmm. done things. And, but I think the difference to you and me is you can like low key because that's just what you like. I like low key because I, I, at times, I don't like people to lavish attention on me. I find that uncomfortable. When when I first met you, um, one of the things I used to do, if you remember, is we'd tend to have like a city break for your birthday. Yeah. And we'd been all over. And Rome, at first Rome. you didn't like it. No, I didn't like and it. And when it was your 50th and my family came around with gifts, you were just so uncomfortable. I think you were glad it were COVID because they couldn't come too near. They had to go fairly sharp. But you were very uncomfortable with it. Yeah, and, I, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suggest that Knowing the people or knowing some of the people that listen to this podcast and certainly knowing the kind of thing I talk about and the, and hopefully the kind of demographic it, 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 it kind of um, attracts. I think a lot of people will be in the same boat as me. Is we, 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 put it, we say it's low-key, we like low-key, but actually what we say, we, what we, if we're honest with ourselves, it's we're uncomfortable to receive the attention. Yes. And you, you told me something, and I've mentioned this before on other podcasts, so if, if you have heard it before, I'm sorry, but I think it's worth repeating. Sue once shared something with me. We were at a restaurant, and I'm, I'm kind of guessing the only place this is kind of done, it's either an Italian's or Indian restaurant, so it was one of those two, um, where you know what happens, all of a sudden there's music playing, and all of a sudden the sound system goes, da -da 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 -da, and then they start playing Happy Birthday, and then some waiter appears with like a cake with some small incendiary device in the middle of it, flicking fire everywhere, and it gets paraded to the table of the birthday boy or girl. Um, and then I used to be uncomfortable about that, yeah, and, you can and, see people around you like looking away yeah. or just ignoring it. But then you get it. some people that start to um, clap to clap, and, and you're in. used to clap and join yeah. in. And you told me something which, and I've done it ever since. So when <laughs> it happens now, I quite enjoy it because you said your subconscious. If you celebrate a, a, something like that, happy birthday, and you start singing when somebody else is celebrating, your subconscious does not know. It's not you celebrating. You get the same no, buzz. You get the same. You lift your vibration. Whether it's your celebration or somebody else's, you, you, you raise your vibration. Your unconscious doesn't know. So it's something that if it, so, the more I started to do that, the more I started to recognise that I had a problem in receiving attention and receiving kindness. 
So you know me over the years. I mean, I'm 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 kind of well known for giving stuff away, mm. time, money, things. I'm I'm very comfortable doing that. But if you want to make me feel really uncomfortable, then you've got to give me something. If you give me something, um, I feel uncomfortable with that. You do. You don't ask for what you what you want. I'm learning it because I think the one thing that that my experience has has told me as I've got older is a lot of the things we we fear not wanting to receive. Um, a false it's like you know it, I asked myself this question did I enjoy celebrating your birthday with yesterday and, and I didn't do much in a lot of cases we were just letting you be out by yourself you know mm-hmm. you went out places we, we went, went out for dinner last we went for night. dinner last night it was lovely I, I really enjoyed that it was it was a nice couple of hours doing that but I realised how much I like to enjoy your birthday I like to enjoy celebrating other people's birthday so I think it's I have to look at well why don't so I suppose what I would do is I would if I wasn't me how would I celebrate with me for my birthday and I would want people to enjoy themselves. Mm-hmm. So you know coach because now you're a transform well you're not not now you're a transform you've always been a transformational been. coach. I'm transforming myself. I'm transforming sixty year olds. You be sixty is a new fifty, or is a new forty. Sixty is the new thirty. <laughs> no, because we're harping back to being younger as well. I think. 60 for a woman is one of the most pivotal and empowering points in her life. Nice. So now you, you've hit this, this what yeah. we call it. Um, you've knocked me off track, I was going to ask you then. What was I saying before you went on about drunk in the 60s again? What did I say? We went out for dinner last night, blah, 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 blah. I'll let you do what you want it to do. You know, kind of, oh, I've lost track of it. Oh, well, because you said the 60s is a new No, this wasn't what I was talking about. What I was sort of saying is, right, now you're a transformational coach. That's yes, what I was yeah. at. Give us some ideas for the listeners that how do we become better at receiving something? I'm going to give you, so I'll give you a couple of things that I've, I've done recently, which is I've sat with it. I've sat with the uncomfortableness of people giving me stuff and I've got better at it. I think I, it's, it's no, I, I didn't realize how bad this was. Um, uh, do I mention this? Is it relevant? Yeah, it is. It is relevant. Um, John, the photographer, again, mm-hmm. he'll be listening. He gave me a camera, and I felt really uncomfortable receiving the camera. And bear in mind, I, I, you know, it's not like I have to pull his arm, but I, I felt uncomfortable. I realised that, I, and I sat with that uncomfortableness, and I realised that when I sat with it, I was okay with it. It's a great camera. It's money I'm not using. I loved it. So what I what I started to do recently is when people do try to give me something, time, energy, and, and uh, compliments stuff. and stuff, I try to accept it and and, and not because what I normally do is laugh it off. I'd say they'll say things, "Oh, you're looking great today. Your hair looks nice." Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. I, I, mm. did we, do you do you think that? Because I know I do. I tend to use comedy or kind of blowing stuff off as, "Oh, yeah, that's learning to accept something. Just accept it." It is a practice, you know. How many times? Uh, I do I know that I've said to people that's a ni- you know that's a nice dress or oh, this old thing yeah. or I bought it for a tuppence from the charity shop. There's always got to be an explanation instead of oh thank you. Well, you'd I, use that you do that all the time. What? Whenever I pay you a compliment about something, you'll yeah. always say thank you. Yeah, I'm but, trying to receive. No, I, I get receiving. that you are receiving, and I think that is. Do you think that's as simple as it needs to be? Yeah, just thank you. Yeah, oh, yeah, I appreciate that because I do appreciate people giving things to me and i i think i probably said to you how much pleasure do you get out of giving i love giving okay so why would nobody else want that pleasure yeah giving to you 
So, you know, you're right saying, I don't want anything for my birthday. You're taking pleasure away from people. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's uh, I mean, I have in the past bought something for somebody and they've been uncomfortable receiving it and they've played it down. And it kind of takes some of the the enjoyment out of it. Well, I think sometimes I, I get the sense in my in my behaviour and saying I notice other this is it's almost like you feel like then there's gotta be some reciprocal ah, you know, yes. like you've given me something, I've got to give you something. Yeah, somebody once said to me, Don't be giving me stuff because I feel under pressure to give stuff back. Mm. And giving, pure giving has no attachment or judgment. It's just giving. So if you feel that you have to give back, well, really, you need to work on that. Let's talk about um, let's talk about love, because I think it's one of the most difficult things that people find hard to receive is that that sense of love. So I think people's sense of not feeling good enough or unworthiness comes because they don't feel they're good enough to be loved, because they I think people from a bit, and I think this can be. A, this can happen when you're a child. If you feel that your love and happy, or love comes coming from, especially from your kind of your caregivers, whether that's your parents, people at school, if it was conditional, so like I had to behave a certain way to to get this to to me to be nice to you. Yeah. So I think people have a difficulty sometimes in receiving that in receiving that love of people, because there's a sense of I'm not worthy of this. I'm not good enough to receive this. Yeah, I think that does come down to your, to your, your younger years, and you know, me being sixty, I was born in the sixties. Thick times were harsh, and parents were were focused on getting stuff done, going to work, you know, doing this, doing that. So love and affection wasn't kind of like banded around our house, you know. It, it was a very formal uh, kind of setup. It, it wasn't, you know, and I'm not saying this to 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 what's it to be derogatory you know I love my parents very much but it within my peers our parents weren't like that they weren't affectionate they weren't loving they didn't give there were you know things were were scarce no, I, I get that. I get so that. we didn't get things do you given think, do you think they learned from that I, I tell you why I say that do you think they learned from it <coughs> excuse me um something I observed with my mum and my dad, my dad's dead now, he's been dead a long time, but uh, so one thing I observed with my dad as a granddad was how his behaviour was quite a lot different yeah. with that. Now, me, me, I've got to say, my dad was always, I always felt very close to my dad and, and I, I enjoyed my dad's coming in. He was never, I don't. I would never class him as being harsh. My mother maybe was harsher than my dad and she wasn't that harsh, but she, she my dad was always um, different. But around me with the kids, how... Um, it was always different with the grandkids. And my mother is now with grandkids. And I thought, hang on, you know, how we, you know, I'd give you an example how I used to notice it. You probably come from a similar time and age to me that remembers this and, and the people in this podcast will probably get this. When we went home from school to have dinner, or tea as we called it back then, you know, you know, for your tea, or you had your dinner, and you would put something in front of you. If you didn't like that, you were eating it. You still ate it. That one, it. They went, oh, oh, um, I would rather have this this evening. You know, you know, you were just <laughs> having that. I'd prefer the truffled swan. And and then I've noticed now that my mother. So basically, we didn't eat it that way. So, but anyway, I eat most things. I never had a problem because that. Well, that's because I was brought up that way. But 
I always remember that with your food. And I remember sometimes, we'd go to my mother's and my grandkids, would be, would you like some of this? Mm-hmm. Shall I do some white bread? Would you like your beans put at the side of the plate? Shall I cut that up for That's you? That's how I talk to you. Where do I put your beans? Because Because I get chastised. It's not chastised. Look, first of all, it's not HP. And secondly, you put the beans slightly too much to the left. Right, look, we're just different, Susan. So how it works is this. This is we need to explain this now because it's gonna sound bad. Sue and I for years we we used to eat we we wouldn't what how'd I put this? We hadn't eaten kind of what you class as a, as a kind of strange meal. Beans on toast. We've, not, we've been together, must have been eight years, nine, seven years ago we had beans on toast. Mm. Then one night we had beans on toast and we thought, why do we eat more beans on toast? This beans on toast is great. It's quite a regular thing in our repertoire now. Yeah. Quick meal, beans on toast. But then there comes a point with beans on toast. <laughs> <laughs> with beans on toast, you first got the, where do the beans go? <laughs> do they go at the side of the bread? So your bread's crisp, then you can dip it in and then move the beans to the bread. Yeah, but you know, this is an addict speaking because I just plonk it off ah, Well, plate. this is why you have, I'm mindful. But then there's, so you get the beans thing sorted out, of which I like mine to be kind of in the middle <laughs> in the thing. But then Do you want the, your bread buttered? I always have to have my bread buttered. Um, so that's something really different. And then there comes the question of where the brown sauce goes and how it's mm. apl- applied. Because this is where me and you are very, very different. You are what I call a drizzler. Right, or a dribbler, drizzler, dribbler. You basically get long strands, a bit like some kind of chefy thing, and you pour your brown sauce all over the top of your beans, mm. don't you? So like in a zigzags. Yeah. I put mine in a big squirt in the middle. And that's, so, so it's kind of that thing that, you know, it's just way, it's just different. Okay, you don't have to explain yourself. Everybody's has, has their own They're quirky. No, but we are all quirky, but this idea of not feeling good enough is something I really wanted to try to get people to understand. You are good enough, but just somebody saying you are good enough doesn't do it. No, it doesn't. You, you have, have to feel to, it. You have to feel it, you and also you have to it. practice it. So, my, what came out in our little group yesterday, which you should remember of now, is how most people don't, they want a low-key birthday. They don't like to do a lot of this. I like to go with the flow. I think what somebody said, other person, I like to keep it quiet. My challenge to you is to, if, if you, if the next time you get the opportunity to re- receive something off somebody, just receive it. And, and it might feel a little bit uncomfortable, but actually you'll get used to it. Because if you can't receive, I think what happens after a while is if, if you give somebody to somebody who's uncomfortable receiving it, it's obvious they're uncomfortable receiving it, then you stop giving people the gift. Yeah, unless you, and I have a one particular person in my life and she is ridiculously uncomfortable with receiving and every so often I give her something. Yeah. And I can see her squirming, but I'm hoping that eventually she will just accept it. Because if you're not careful, you give it and, and you think to yourself, I'm, I'm not going to, why would I? You, you, there comes a, you can only give something so often before you think, I'm going to stop giving that. Mm. I, know, I know it's because how she feels. And she's a giver herself. She's yeah. always giving. But, yeah. you know, give something to her or, you know, suggest you go out somewhere together. It's like, ooh. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Am I good enough? Am I not good Am enough? Am I interesting enough? It's something I think you have to be mindful of. And I think if you are listening to this podcast and you are somebody who is a big kind of extroverted giver, you have to understand some people will find it uncomfortable. I think you can make it easier. And just be aware of, of that feeling of not feeling good enough, how it can hold you back. I'm, I'm going to put it out now, there now, right? Mm. That my birthday is coming up in October. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try to be a little bit more kind of um, appreciative of my birthday this year. I'm going to try to celebrate it in a way that allows me to maybe enjoy it more instead of hiding away from it. And also people ask you what you would like and you say like, you know, bar of dairy milk 
You just say anything that costs nothing. I know that. I know that. I know. I, I often think when we talk about these things on here, it's it's not. I don't ever profess to be the expert in many things. I'm an expert in a few things. And I think even if you're an expert in human behavior, and I would like to class myself as knowing quite a bit about that, it's one thing to help other people, but to do it on yourself, your self-work is always the hardest. Working on yourself is always going to be the toughest. And that's why for you to sort of, when you give advice like, oh, it's just another birthday, another this and that and the other. Well, that's right relevant until you got to 60 and then you felt mm-hmm. it acutely. Hang on a minute. You know, I can see what people feel now. So I think we should always respect the fact that whatever you are distracted from it or detached from it some to some degree, it's never going to feel the same. But people feel uncomfortable. It's, I understand why, but we have to practice. Otherwise, you'll continue to be uncomfortable. And I also think it becomes increasingly difficult to accept things, especially if you're accepting somebody's affection or kindness. If you're not good at receiving it, you can't be that good at giving it. No, that's very true. So you can't give what you've not, you're not willing to receive. No, if you think you about it, if, if I give you that water, you can drink that water. If I didn't give you the water, you couldn't drink it. So now you can give me the water back. We have to become good at passing those things about. And it's surprising how many people struggle with that. It's, um, well, it's an energy exchange. <clears throat> That's all we're ever doing. Passing well, energy if, around. Do you know, only yesterday, there's an example of this. When George came yesterday, George is always quite huggy. He always hugs me, does George. Um, and he always gives me a little kiss, you know. It used to be, you know, just give me, it's a bit, it's, it's a, it almost looks a bit mafia-esque, you know what I mean, when we have a little kiss on the cheek, me and George. Because mm. like, blokes do that. And I've got another bloke that um, I used to work with. He always give me a kiss on my cheek when I met him. Um, he's in prison now <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, but it was like an affection and I hug everybody I'm a big hugger and and I remember when you hug some people sometimes how uncomfortable they are mm. but this is the interesting thing those that didn't like hugging when they get into it they become the best huggers they're the ones that won't let you go so you start off initially they're uncomfortable then after a while they're like right huggy and I think that's a good way to, to learn to start to be able to transfer your energy to somebody can you get comfortable hugging people you know, you've got to do it appropriately, not with anybody and any Tom, Dick and Harry. But I, I've met people literally one time and I've given them a, a hug as, as they went away. You know who's hugging? You know who's up for hugging, don't you? Who? When you feel them. You yeah, know, you, when can you're around them. People, you can feel you know, them. You can feel them. And if they're kind of walking with the back to the door, yeah. as you're saying goodbye, you know, then they're not, they're not up for hugging. Well, there's not. a way you can do this as a, as a fella. It's generally with other blokes. I want to do this with a woman. Um, is you kind of, you shake their hands, then you kind of, bump your shoulders against each other and pat their backs. It's like a way of easing them into the hugging. Mm. The world needs more hugs. It does. It does. It needs more hugs. So, there we go. Thank you, Susan. So you've told us a about your birthday. So there you go. If you're coming up to the big six, so nothing to fear, you know, and then hopefully we've talked a little bit there about the, the concept of being comfortable receiving. Um, and if you do feel uncomfortable receiving, don't beat yourself up because you know, if you feel unworthy and then you feel even worse now because, oh, I'm, uh, no, you just you just have to learn it. So learn to accept things from other people. And I suppose my kind of a challenge to you all out there is if you are somebody who's uncomfortable celebrating your birthday, maybe the next time it is your birthday, I don't know, it could be next week, next month, you might have just had it like so. But just, just accept the fact that, you know, maybe you could get more out of that experience and enjoy it if you just allowed yourself to receive a bit more affect, uh, attention and affection. And I'm definitely doing that on my birthday. That's that's my thing this year. I'm going to make sure I accept things more and tell people what I want. Yeah. 
Because yeah. people like to give, just like you do. Thing is about a milestone burn, burn birthday as well. You can push, you can push the gifts a little bit further. <laughs> you can, you know. I got some sticks. Man. I got walking sticks. And there you go. I was massively uncomfortable with that because I knew how much they cost. And I thought, oh, I <laughs> there you yeah, go. I did. But then I, then I kind of worked it out per head. <laughs> you know, I thought I got a minute. Yeah, you know, it's not, you know, not how much. Right. Thank you. You're welcome. So let's get on with this. I'm I'm conscious now that now you're I've 60. Do you need a rest years. after this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just... I've only got 10 years left to make me mark. Otherwise, I may as well just. I'm gonna. Go, I don't want to go to my grave with the music still inside me. Is that what they say? They say don't go to the. the yeah. Do you know what? I'm. Oh. I want to. I'm gonna explore this with him when we his podcast. What's this kind of? tattooed wild woman writing business because i can see you doing that can you see me doing that yeah i can i can honestly see you sat somewhere long hair right you know right raggedy messy hair a bit like it is on a wednesday normally you know <laughs> yeah, when you when you before only it's... before like, cause, cause we, cause when we've been to Wash spain we, we're dragging on the beard but yeah. you know you get to spain normally and you, you've been a beat of three or four days your hair becomes just like it's an unbelievable experience is your hair it's got a life of its, life own. Of its own but last thing i have a tattoo on my back a small one yeah. I've always wanted more why don't I have any more? That's the question, isn't it? Because you don't like them. <sighs> Do you know what? If you want here, <laughs> I'd be tattooed, pierced, drinking red, red wine out of a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'd be doing. Well, well there you but go. you'd probably be doing something similar. <laughs> what did you say? If you want here, I'd be in Ibiza, like, you know... Laid out drinking and like you know womanizing. <laughs> do you know what I did? You know I've thought. You, I think you often do. You've got to look at sometimes what you do. Um, I, 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 I fancy the idea of being a writer as well. I've often liked the idea of being a bit of a tortured artist. Do you know we could sell this house? We can buy a wooden house on the beach at Bali, and we could write. We wouldn't hardly have any clothes. We wouldn't need any clothes. We could have a bike. You go from one side of the island to the other to get your groceries. Where did the bike come from? Instead of an Audi that you can't afford to run anymore because of petrol prices. No, I get that. It's just it were random. So we're here on Bali and we could have a bike. Can people have bikes on islands? You don't need cars. I don't Being unworthy holds you back from doing stuff if you really ask yourself where would you like to be if you if I wasn't here right now and you would be writing drunk and doing something (laughs) drinking red wine you said you know then you should be doing that if you weren't here and I would be sat on a beach somewhere you know doing whatever I should be doing that this the whole thing is this your life is your own no matter how many times you put it and you know you just realize that what holds you back is not your circumstances per se it's the fact you don't feel worthy of accepting that opportunity to have that life and when you do look at people who take that opportunity we revere them we think oh look what they did all they did was they did something they felt worthy of giving themselves an experience <sighs> a barley bike yeah boot is barley bike bbb right thanks for being on today you're welcome um I've got anybody sh- I've listening? Got shit to do now. I'm off. You have. Um, for anybody that does want to know more about what Sue does, she's got a Facebook page. If you go to Susan, is it Susan Cowley's your coach, or is it still Susan Cowley? What's your Facebook page? Oh, I don't know. Is it SG? Right. Susan Cowley's your yoga? If you go to susancowleyshaw.com, she's got a little. Well, the website's getting built at the moment actually, but there's a landing page there which will take you to either contacting her or you can go on to a Facebook page link from there. So if there's anything that she said that kind of, you know, if you're somebody who would like to uh, know more about um, ageing disgracefully. Powerfully. I, th- I think they should have a new thing. It should be ageing disgracefully. Oh, yeah. 
powerful and disgraceful. So if you want to know more about Sue, susankellyshow.com, you do know how to contact me, garethboot.com. Any questions about what we've talked about, let me know. And uh, I will see you next week for another podcast. Um, so, Ciao. And from me, take care. Goodbye.